This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the mysterious world of online learning. Featuring myself, Regina, and my colleague and good friend, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Regina. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University, located in Angola, Indiana. Welcome to this week's episode of The Onliners. And Kirsten and I are so excited about this week's episode because it's a little different and we have the opportunity to talk with one of our colleagues, Crystal. Crystal Ringer is the Director of Admission at Trine Online and she works with students who are pursuing degrees in criminal justice, psychology, and general studies with us at Trine Online. However, Crystal also has her own consultant company called Ringer Consulting. This is where she helps women and young professionals become their best polished selves by teaching business etiquette, image and wardrobe, fine dining, and etiquette skills. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be speaking with you. You know what's so cool, Crystal, is that, you know, we talk about a lot of different topics on the onliners, about online learning, feedback. Not a lot of people really have this idea that, you know, netiquette is important and how to be your best self in an online environment. Can you give us a quick overview of what actually netiquette is? Absolutely. Netiquette is essentially practicing good etiquette when communicating online. So this includes best practices for response time, tone, and just overall virtual interaction. Crystal, we are so excited to have you on today and to hear you talk about netiquette and explain to our listeners why netiquette is so important. So can you tell our listeners, now that they have a little bit of a better idea of what netiquette is, can you explain to them why netiquette, especially in the online learning environment, is so important? Yes, netiquette is more important now than ever. As we've all witnessed over the last decade and probably far beyond, our society as a whole has become so much more casual. And one of the reasons we've lost sight of these manners is because of our value system here in the United States. So we value individualism and freedom, which are great, but as a result, sometimes compassion and empathy kind of take a back seat. And so it creates an even greater need for some kind of etiquette guidelines. You can see this with phrases like, you know, YOLO, you only live once, or the importance of self-care, um, the rise of social media influencers, and sometimes just an overall general disrespect of other generations. So the online learning environment has even more barriers because you don't have the advantages of direct or even indirect body language to communicate. You may have already heard that we interpret communication by tone and body language first, and less than 10% of, of our perception comes from the actual words spoken. And so for me, I started to really see this working in higher education the last 10 years, especially in young adults. So I was driven to start learning and teaching etiquette because I could see this need all around me. And my favorite way to explain etiquette is this. It's that etiquette equals respect. It's not a list of rules. It's not about being perfect or feeling fake. It's just about learning to respect yourself and the people that are around you. And I do believe that we all desire a healthy and meaningful life. So 
we need to learn the skills to have healthy and meaningful relationships with those around us. And we're quickly losing the ability to do so. Um, one of my favorite Harvard studies that I read found that success is based 85% on social skills and only 15% on technical skills. So we should be focused on soft skills even more than the material in our online courses. I find that absolutely fascinating because there's just this perception that there is no ability to put personality into an online course or into online communications. And as an online instructor, it can be even more challenging to not only keep the class engaged, but to keep the environment in that online course positive and professional while still trying to incorporate humor or personality. I completely agree. So, Crystal, how do you think that netiquette differs from etiquette? Well, it's definitely more challenging because you have fewer tools in your toolbox. So, for example, you can't use smiling and laughter or nods to communicate positivity or warmth like you would in person. So you have to focus more on what you do have, which is mostly words, um, timing and tone. So things like that. You know, it's um. you mentioned the laughter. I have often shared with faculty that we should reduce the reliance on emojis or LOLs or ha-has as they try to write in that written word and yet still give that impression that they're trying to be lighthearted and fun. So how do we as faculty demonstrate and promote etiquette in our online classrooms? Great question. So the first thing we can do is establish clear and firm guidelines and expectations. So for those of you who are familiar with the now famous social researcher Brene Brown, she often teaches that clear is kind and unclear is unkind. An example that often comes to mind is a former supervisor I once had that would send um, a reprimanding email to our whole team, but it would end with a string of smiley face emojis. And so it really confused us as to the level of seriousness of her message. So it's just kind of inconsistent. Wow. And rubrics, like you guys have mentioned in your former podcasts, are great opportunities to thoroughly explain your expectations with every assignment and communication. But most importantly, though, you are the one as an online educator who sets the tone with every interaction you have with your students. Yes, and I'm going to go back to your mention of rubrics because they are so important. It's funny that you mentioned the use of rubrics because we are finding that that is one of our areas for the most improvement in our trying online classes is the use of rubrics for all major assignments. Rubrics help give clear expectations to students. They also help students see where they have made errors so that they can make corrections in the future. But rubrics and feedback go hand in hand. Absolutely, Kirsten. And another thing to keep in mind is that you are the supervisor and the mediator of the classroom. So like you guys have mentioned a lot, it's so important to be active in discussion forums and jump in when appropriate. This demonstrates your enthusiasm. It's also important to be consistent in your feedback. Now, when it comes to conflict, addressing the student individually and quickly when appropriate is usually a better bet than addressing the entire class. As you've probably already learned from life, letting things slide typically allows them to snowball and the student then misses out on that learning opportunity. And I want to mention, too, you know, the meaningful preparation of the class and active feedback are also going to show your commitment and passion and students can pick up on that. 
I think you're right, Crystal. And when we talk about successful online learning environments, we talk about how important week one, two, and three are for feedback and direction from the instructor because that's when students are really super sensitive to information that they're receiving from the instructor because they want to be successful. And I think that when you talk about this type of etiquette and netiquette within that online class, that during weeks one and two, you kind of model and set the tone for what you should expect the rest of the term. So when you talk about addressing concerns or jumping in when appropriate and being consistent, I think right out of the gate during that first week or two is really a, a super important time to kind of demonstrate what that etiquette expectation is. Yes. So my favorite tip for encouraging netiquette is this. Highlight the positive. I believe we all perform best under positive reinforcement, not negative. And etiquette isn't just about the don'ts. So point out and praise students who are showing professionalism and show that you value professionalism. So for example, when I first started, I um, would give discussion forum feedback that would say something along the lines of, you know, good work, you gave insightful and thorough feedback to your peers. But now I'll try to say something like, excellent work, Daniel, you professionally and respectfully disagreed with your peers while demonstrating well thought out points. These communication skills will help you succeed in life, particularly when you need to express disagreement. Especially being in the Facebook age, we know how common it is to have (laughs) online arguments, unfortunately. And so students really need to know when they're doing things right, not just when they're doing things maybe in an inappropriate way. So since it's true that students need soft skills to be successful, it's no surprise that employers really want to hire those with transferable skills, such as working well with the team, positivity, and good communication. So it's important to educate students on the importance of these often overlooked skills. And the more diverse learning experiences you can create in the classroom, such as those that involve students working together, creating videos, and just interacting in a genuine way, the more experience they're going to gain. You know, one fun suggestion would be to even create your own little netiquette video to show students at the beginning of the course. You know, I want to highlight the fact that when you talk about those transferable skills, you know, in the past, we used to go to K-12 in a seated environment. We would go to higher ed in a seated environment. And even our work worlds, typically all meetings were held face to face. And when I talk to people, other parents who have concerns about their kids taking online classes or communicating in an online environment, you know, they really, they really want those, their, their kids in a face to face environment. But as I've shared with them more and more, you know, particularly as we've seen through the pandemic is that all students from K-12 to higher ed and also working professionals are needing to and have to be able to function effectively in an online environment, not only to learn, but to communicate, to brainstorm, to put projects together. And so I think that when you talk about those transferable skills, what's so valuable and something that we don't really think about on a day-to-day basis is that so many of those skills are being gained in online learning because students are learning how to communicate effectively with each other and they can carry that over to their work worlds and their professions. Yes, I so agree, Regina. And so for our listeners, I just want to take all of Crystal's information that she just shared with us and summarize it for you. And one of the things that we as faculty 
We need to be making a conscious effort to ensure netiquette is taking place in our online learning environments. And Crystal has provided some great tips and advice on how to start achieving this. One, establish clear and firm guidelines and expectations. Two, be the supervisor and mediator. Three, highlight the positive. We always love to have a guest share their insights and bring new topics to our podcast. We want to send a special thanks to Crystal for joining us today. Crystal, do you have any last words of wisdom as we wrap up this episode? Well, I appreciate you letting me join the conversation today. And I do just want to commend all of our online educators and listeners for choosing to grow and be even better for our students. Yes, thank you so much, Crystal. And thank you for everybody who joins and listens every week. And thank you, Crystal, for sharing your knowledge and expertise on etiquette. We hope that all of our listeners have enjoyed this episode as much as we have. If you have episode ideas, please send them to theonliners at trine.edu. Also, if you haven't already, rate and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to find us on Facebook. As always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.